What think ye of Christ? Is he your Lord? Is he Lord of your will? Lord of your thoughts? Is he Lord of everything? Or is he just a Lord? Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, according to scriptures, is Lord of everything. Everything. I'd like you to turn with me, if you would, to the first, to the 13th chapter of 2 Corinthians. Lord of everything. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul instructs us, instructs us in something very, very, very important. In verse 5 he says, Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobate. Now, I'd like to bring this to your attention first. Did you see the first two words there? Examine yourselves. <laughs> I don't want to be an assumption of this, but I think I'm pretty close if I say these words. If you're anything like me, it's real easy to examine others. <laughs> we can look at this person or that person and think to ourselves, well, that can't be a Christian. Look at them. They're in a bar drinking. We can look at others and say, well, look at that person out there smoking that pipe. That, that can't be a Christian. Did you notice that Paul's not telling us to examine others? Examine yourself. John, John, are you in the faith? I know it's done, examining others. For even I find myself examining others, wondering if their faith, their profession is true. I can only pray, Lord, help me not to. Lord, help me take my eyes off of others and examine myself. Am I in the true faith? I don't need to prove it to you, and you don't need to prove it to me. I need to prove it to myself. That's what it's saying. Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Prove it to yourself. Am I in the faith of scriptures, or am I in some other faith? Because we know there's a lot of other faiths, don't we? We know there's a whole bunch of people putting what they call faith in something other than scriptures. Something that they have done, whether it get into the baptismal, whether it walk down the aisle, whether it make a decision, whatever it is you think you can put in front of that, there's a whole lot of other faiths, isn't there? There's only one faith, true saving faith, and that's the faith in Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Am I on the right path? Don't you want to know? Don't you want to know if you're on the right path or not? I see all that other stuff out there. Am I on the right path? Is this the right path that's being preached here and rescued? Is this, is this according to God's Word right here in rescue? Or, or am I off on some path like everything else that the Lord's talking about? That some, something I've made up of my own imagination. Don't you want to know if you're on the path? If you're in the right way? Is this the way to eternal life? Proverbs 16.25, we read these words, Take this to heart. Take this to heart, your heart. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. That's a pretty solemn warning, isn't it? i got to say this. Blessed is my Savior. Blessed is my Lord. Blessed is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who through his word 
has shown me there is a true way to Christ. My title this morning is The Way. Turn over now, if you would, to the 14th chapter of John. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. There is a way. And right here in John chapter 14, we read, beginning at verse 1, Let not your heart be troubled. (laughs) Oh, our Lord is speaking to you and I, folks, those of us who have been given the gift of faith to believe Him. Let not your heart be troubled. Do you know our Lord has experienced everything you and I have, yet without sin? He's had everything tempted, thrown at him in temptation, just as you and I have, yet he has never failed. He has never given in. He is perfect in everything that he's done. He can say to you and I, let not your heart be troubled. You know why? Because he knows our hearts are troubled. He knows that we, we, we wonder, we ponder this thing, am I on the right way? How... Can, can John Reeves be on the right way and get mad at that guy for cutting him off? Can I be on the right way and still see that ugliness in me? You put whatever ugliness that you have in your own life in front of yourself and think of it. Can we be on the right way? Our Savior says to you and I, let not your hearts be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Is this comfort? Is this comfort to a sinner? This is a promise that our Savior, who laid down His life shed His blood for us. This is a comfort that we have coming from Him. Let not your hearts be troubled. I know you have sin before you. It will always be before you as long as we walk this earth. You'll be troubled by it, but you don't have to be troubled by it. Lay it at the feet of Jesus. Lay it at the feet of our Savior who has taken it upon Himself and made us righteous in Him. I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there ye may be also, and whither I go ye know the way you know the way you know. You know and the way you know. Then Thomas says in verse 5, Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? And Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now I'd like you to turn over to Isaiah chapter 35. Isaiah chapter 35, feel free to mark that because we're going to be looking at that just a little bit. In the book of Isaiah chapter 35, Isaiah is describing the coming of Christ and the salvation by Him. In Isaiah chapter 35, beginning at verse 8, we read these words, And a highway shall be there. And a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools, 
shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up there on, and it shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs of everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. There is a way, folks, but it's not the, by the wisdom of men. Mark your place there in Isaiah, like I said. We'll be back to that. Turn over to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. As I said a moment ago, there is a way, but it's not by the way, the wisdom of men. In Psalms 95.10, we read these words. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation. And said it is a people that do err in their hearts. And they have not known my ways. That's the Lord. David, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote those words. In Romans 11, verse 33, Paul writing, he says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are His judgments and His ways past finding out. Again, in Isaiah, and we're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians, but I want to read more, one more verse, if you would. In Isaiah 55, verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. There's only one way into eternal life, and that is through our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a lot of wise men who've done a lot of studying in what we know is God's Word, and have no idea of what the way to heaven is. It's not by knowing these scriptures word for word and memorizing them and being able to quote them at, at the top of a drop of a needle. It's not by that at all. It's only by the experience of grace that Christ Jesus does in the hearts of his people. It is not by the wisdom of man. Look at verses 30, 17 through 31 of 1 Corinthians chapter uh, chapter 1, beginning at verse 17. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. The foundation and another... For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of non-effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the disobedient, of the prudent. Where is the wise? Verse 20. Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks, foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many mobile are called. Now look over verse 30. But of him, no, 29, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and 
sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. This is the way that we see back there in verse 23. Look at that with me one more time. But we preach Christ crucified and unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. This is why God's preachers get up and preach Christ every single Sunday, every Friday evening, whatever time they're meeting. That's the thing, that's the power of God unto salvation, preaching about our Savior. This is what I want to hear. I'm going on a two-week vacation. I'm going to hear a whole bunch of preachers preaching. But I'll tell you, folks, I've, I've heard Gene, you, you've heard him say this, you know he said this. I've got to be preached to. I preach all the time, all year long. I get to sit down and hear other men preach to me for a change. I get to go on a two-week vacation. We're, we're actually going to Madisonville twice on Wednesday night, Sunday night. Going over to Danville to hear a preacher preach there on Danville. Going over from there to uh, Ewing, New Jersey to hear a preacher preach there. Then we're going down to a conference in Kingsport to hear six different preachers preach there. So you see what I'm saying? I love to hear the gospel preached to you. That is what is the power unto salvation. Our Lord and Savior, Him crucified for His people. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks, foolishness. Christ in Him crucified, if the man standing at the pulpit is preaching something else, he is not preaching the way. There's not several ways, folks. There is only one way. And Christ Jesus is the one way. Oh, but John, we want to talk about how great the church you know, look at all the money that we're sending down here to Mexico to get an uh, ambulance for this town. Look at what the children of the church are doing. Look at all the good works. We're feeding all the poor. Look at all these things we're doing. Don't we want to talk about that? I've had that question put to me. Don't you guys ever talk about that? No. You want to hear about those kinds of things? You come around let's have a meeting about it after church sometime. When we come together and then worship our Lord, it's to worship Him. To worship our Savior. To praise Him for what He does for us. Christ in Him crucified. Turn back to Isaiah 35 if you will. May God the Holy Spirit grant us His anointing as we endeavor to see three things. The way, the happiness of those who walk in the way, and the responsibilities that is ours concerning the way. Now I want to start by beginning with this. Do not miss this. If you don't pay any other attention to what we have to say this morning, don't miss this. Because to go wrong with this is to go is to be on the path to hell. Salvation is by grace alone. Through faith in Christ alone. Period. You can't add any of your works to it. If you do, all you do is pollute the grace and you turn grace into works. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 9 as we read quite often, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. In John 14, verse 6, we read these words just a moment ago. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. There's no other way. There's no other way. Why stand before people and talk about some other way when it's nothing, it's vain, it's vanity. Believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, we enter upon the way. 
Receiving His Spirit, we stand in the way. Following our Redeemer's footsteps, we walk in the way, and holding fast to Him, we reach the end of the way. Eternal bliss. Our Lord says He's the way, the, the way of truth. He says that He's the way of life. He's the way of peace. He's the way of holiness. The only way of salvation is Christ and His righteousness. Who's, what is Christ and His righteousness? The Son of the living God who cannot fail at anything He does who's perfect in every way. Yes, he was tempted as you and I were, but yet without sin. The only way of salvation is Christ through his righteousness, through his blood. His blood was perfect. It was the perfect blood of God that was shed upon that cross. That means the redemptive price was paid with perfect blood. Something that you and I could never give. Ever. No matter what you do. No matter what you think your good works are, it'll never be good enough. You have to have perfection to pay the redemptive price for sin. God is holy. Can you come anywhere near that? If you think you can, you're in the wrong church. This is a church of sinners. Sinners who need saving. Not just once, but over and over and over and over again until the day the Lord takes us out of this world the only way of salvation is Christ and His grace. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. You can't stand before Him and say, I've done this, I've done that, I've done this. It's by His grace or you're not saved. There is no other way. Many roads lead to destruction, but only one road leads to salvation, and the way never changes. I know we're living in modern times. It seems like you know we can't read the old words anymore of, of John Gill and, and uh, Charles Spurgeon because they just don't fit right in today's world. Folks, God's way has never changed. Every child of God, from the day of Adam till right now, until the day he takes and comes back, is saved the exact same way, and that's through his son, the Lord Jesus. The way does not change. He says... He says in Hebrews, I'm sorry, he says in Malachi, For I am the Lord, I change not, therefore, therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Our Lord says in Hebrews, he says, uh, through Paul, he says, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God does not change, grace does not change, the way of salvation does not change. In Jeremiah 6.16, we read these words, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths. That's the same path that Adam was on. That's the same path that Abel was on. What was that path? Bringing this perfect sacrifice of our Savior before God as, as our substitute. Bringing the perfect blood of the Lord Jesus Christ as our substitute before our God. I've got nothing, God. Have you? I've got nothing. But my Savior has everything. Walk therein and you shall find rest for your souls. The way of God is the way of grace. If Christ is the way, then we must be in Him or we cannot be saved. And the only way sinners can get in Christ is to be put in Christ by the work of God's free and sovereign grace. That's what we read in 1 Corinthians 1.30. 
of Him, of God, are ye in Christ Jesus. I can tell you this. You don't get into Christ by exercising your will. You don't get into Christ by saying, it's my decision. Our Lord says in His Word, it is not of Him that willeth, nor of Him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. The highway we read about here in Isaiah cost our great God the very jewel of His, of his own darling. The highway that we read about in Isaiah cost our great God the very jewel of heaven. It cost Him His own darling Son. Now Don Fortner wrote this. He says, God emptied Himself of the treasury of His own heart. He spared not His own Son, but freely delivered Him up to die that we might live. What a highway this highway of grace is. I say amen. The highway that we talked about, that we just read about is called the highway of holiness. It's founded upon the holy truth, the holy justice, and the holy grace of God. And God never lowers His holiness. He can't. His holiness must be upheld. Not even in the salvation of His people could He lower it. No sinner can be saved apart from the justice being executed fully and Christ in Him crucified is that sacrifice, is that justice being satisfied. Folks, we are as holy as our Savior right now. I know that's hard to see, but that's what God's Word tells us. We were saved in Him. We were made as holy as His. In Ephesians chapter 2, we were made to sit in heavenly places right now in our Savior. The way of holiness is the way that is paved with the blood and the righteousness of our substitute. We walk to God and walk with God upon the ground of holiness, vindicated and justified and satisfied in a new and living way through the blood of our Savior. Our faith is a holy faith, as it says in Jude, Jude 20. We are called with a holy calling, as it says in 2 Timothy 1.9. And God's saints are a holy nation, as we read in 1 Peter chapter 2. A peculiar people, zealous of good works, as it says in Titus 2.14. God's holiness cannot be compromised. Turn, if you would, mark your place there, Isaiah, we'll come back to it. Uh, turn over to 1 John chapter, chapter 3 for just a moment. 1 John chapter 3. Those who walk upon the highway of grace, walk in the way of holiness... God produces holiness, and grace makes sinners holy. Listen to these words before I join you in reading 1 John. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, we read these words. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now that doesn't mean, and God help us to do this, but that doesn't mean, oh, I quit smoking, so now I'm holy. No, it means my Lord and Savior is the one who's made me holy in all things. You understand what I mean by that? Old things are passed away. That old belief of, well, it's all about me. It's my way or the highway. It's all put away. I now bow to the one who is Lord of all things, Lord of lords, King of kings. I now bow to the one who is ruler of everything, sovereign in all my life. Behold, all things become new. In Ephesians 4, verse 24, we read these words, And that ye put on a new man, which after God is created in righteousness 
in true holiness. Hebrews 12, 14, we read these words, Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. And then in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4, we read this, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, that's the new man, having escaped the corruption, that's the old man, that is in the world through lust. Are you with me in 1 John chapter 3? Look at verses 1 through 10. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew not Him. It knew Him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him. For we shall see Him as He is, and every man that hath this hope in Him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And ye know that He was manifested to take away our sins, and in Him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in Him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen Him, neither known Him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is the, of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. It can't be me. Or can it? We'll come back to that very first statement that I brought out earlier. Examine yourself. Not according to what you're doing, but according to God's word. He, whosoever is born of God, doth not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother the, sons of God, the Son of God declares this in Matthew 7, verse 14 and 13. Straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there are that find it. Wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which open thereat. Salvation is of Christ alone, through grace alone, of God alone. Back in Isaiah chapter 35, if you would please. You'll see that the way here described is a way reserved for a specific select people. The text says, The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those. And I want to know, don't you? Don't you want to know, am I one of those? Who are those? It says the wayfaring men. It says the redeemed, the ransomed of the Lord. All that God does, He does for a, for a specific select people. Just as Israel were a select people in, the days, in their days, so are God's Israel throughout all time. His elect, the redeemed. The highway of grace is reserved for those upon whom the miracle of grace has been performed. Those whose souls have been touched by the healing hand of an omnipotent Savior. The unclean shall not pass over it, it says. Is there anyone who couldn't raise their hand to that very thing? 
Folks, we're all unclean by nature. But God has made us clean by the washing and the regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. That's what it says in Titus 3.5. The word unclean might be translated possibly as uncircumcised. But those who are called of God and born again by Almighty Grace are circumcised with the, in their hearts by the Spirit of God. That's what we read about in Colossians 2.11. In fact, let me read that for you. Colossians 2, verses 11 through 15, it says this, In whom also ye are circumcised, with the circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of this flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with Him in baptism. That's what we come to the baptismal for. We don't come there to get, uh, to, to get saved. We come there to declare how we're saved. How are we saved? Through the baptism of Christ. Through His baptism. Wherein also ye are risen with Him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised Him from the dead, and you being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath He quickened together with Him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out with the handwriting of ordinances that which, which was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross, having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a new show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Now, also in Philippians 3, verses 1 through 3, we read these words, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of concision. For we are the circumcision which worship God in spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus, having no confidence in the flesh. Those who are redeemed, it says, back in our text, those who are redeemed, these are the ones for whom this highway was made for. The Lord shall walk upon the highway of grace into the glory of heaven. This text of Scripture plainly asserts the sweet gospel doctrine of particular, particular and effectual redemption. The blood of Christ does what it was purposed for. It cleanses us of all our sins. Does that not bless you, sinner? That blesses this sinner. I need to hear that every Sunday. Because as old as we walk out that door this afternoon, I'm a sinner again. I'm the sinner that I was before I walked in here. I love the gospel of redemption by my Savior. Do you? That's what this highway is for. It's a highway where all the rocks, you know what those are? All the stones in the road that may trip you up. And fall. That's this flesh. That's what we walk in. Go through and move those rocks out. Look to the, to the city of refuge, our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. It says in our verses there, the redeemed shall walk there. All who have been redeemed by Christ have been purchased by His blood, ransomed from the prison of God's law and the sentence of His law and the penalty of sin and death by Christ's ascending, toning sacrifice. All who have been redeemed by Christ have been loosed, let go, and freed from the sin by the power by our Lord Savior and His, our, our Lord and Savior's grace in His Son, the Lord Jesus. It also says the wayfaring men though fools shall not err then in. Those who walk upon this highway of grace are all pilgrims 
You and I. Is that not what we are walking through this world? I've shared with this song with you before, but I, I, I never heard this verse before. It says, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My Savior pardoned me, and now onward I must go. Upon the highway of His grace to heaven's blissful shore, my Savior will let yet lead me there, though I am weak and poor. Oh, what a wayfaring man I am. Yet I know that my safety and my security as I make my pilgrimage through this world upon the highway of grace, the Lord God Himself is with me. Once more, our God has made it plain that He is the way, the truth, and the life. Through, it says, the wayfaring men, though fools, shall not err therein. The Holy Spirit guides each of us to Christ who seek to be saved by Christ. The wise of this world will stumble and perish, refusing to be saved by grace though the merits through the merits of the crucified Savior. But fools of this world will be found wise at last, being saved by grace through the simple faith in Christ Jesus. As simple little children. How? How do we? How will we be saved by Christ as simple little children? We hear the shepherd's voice. Not just part of it, folks. Not just the Word of God that we want, but all of it. Those who don't like the election of God. And I know some who claim to, well, it's okay. I, I, God's Word is correct. God's Word is true, and yes, He talks about being predestinated. He talks about election. He talks about His people. But you people that rescue harp on it way too much. You know why they say that? Why election bothers them? Takes the power out of them and gives it completely to God. I have absolutely nothing. I need my Lord for everything. The religions of this world say you have a decision to make. God has done everything he can. It's up to you to decide. Oh, they say they believe in election, but really when it comes down to it, they don't like it at all. Some unbelieving Jews heard the Lord speak a parable about how the master went away after planting a vineyard and leaving some husbandmen. They, then he sent a servant to go get the fruit. And these unbelieving Jews, all of a sudden, began to convict their hearts. They didn't like what they were about to hear. Christ went, or the Lord went through in that parable and he told them he finally sent his only begotten son after they had beaten the other servants and they killed his son. These unbelieving folks, these religious folks knew that the Lord was talking about them and they wanted nothing to do with the Lord at that point. Why? Because the light of God shined on their darkness. That's what election does. It shines on your darkness, your self-righteousness. The way of God is plain and simple. It's as simple a little trial to hear these. They receive God's revelation. They believe God's word. They obey God's command to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. They follow their Savior's lead and a stranger they will not follow. 
Following Christ is the way, and they will enter into heaven at last. That's what we read in Matthew 11, verse 25. Let me read this for you. At that time, Jesus answered and He said, I thank Thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because Thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. That's how simple the Gospel is. That's how simple the way is. We don't have to sit down and oh, i got to figure this out. What does this word mean, shall? Think that could mean maybe? <laughs> no. It means shall. You don't have to figure that out. It says shall and shall. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. Now those who walk in this grace, in this highway of grace, are happy and blessed people throughout all their journey. Why? There's troubles in this world, aren't there for us? And I'll make this quick. We're, up, we're almost at the end. Yes, there are troubles in this world all around us. The waves on the ship are beating against the side. But here's what I'm happy about. I see the sin in this body, but I see my Savior held up as the brazen serpent who's paid it all. All of my sin has been pardoned. As yours, we're examining ourselves. Am I in the faith? Am I weak in the faith? Oh, absolutely. But am I in the faith? There is no unpardoned sin for me. There is, no too, there is no temptation that is too great. When you're tempted by something, get on your knees and put it at the Lord's feet. No temptation is too great that our Lord couldn't help with it. There's no death. I don't fear death. I fear the pain of death. I feel the hurt of death. <coughs> But like, I, like I've shared with you already, when I sat in that hospital room that night, not knowing whether COVID was going to take me or not, I was ready. I don't know how to explain that to you folks. I can only say that if you're ever in that condition, you'll understand as a child of God, when you're speaking to God from your heart, and you're saying, it's tonight my time. Rather than being afraid of what I was about to face, I was worried for my wife. Lord, is she going to be okay? And I thought to myself, she belongs to him, she'll be fine. This is the happiness that God is talking about right there. It's the happiness we have knowing that he is Lord. Knowing that no matter what you folks, our loved ones, no matter what we have to go through, it's by the grace of God that will get us through it. One last thing. Our responsibility. The highway is the way of holiness. The responsibilities that are ours concerning this way is to carefully discriminate between the way of every false way. You know what I mean by that? Talking with Mike about that this morning. Be as the Bereans. Don't trust John Reeves. Ever. I'm a man and I can fail just as quickly as anybody else can. Don't trust the man standing before you. Try them by God's word. Be as the Bereans. Look into God's Word and make sure whoever's standing before you is speaking from that Word. Make sure it's grace. Discriminate between the way and a false way. Listen to 1 John chapter 4, verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits where they are of God, because many false prophets are gone into the world. Secondly, keep yourself in the way. Hold on to that way. Grab a hold of the gospel of grace, the gospel of Christ and Him crucified, who is the way, the truth, and the life, and hang on to it. 
Don't let go. That's what we read in Job chapter 17, 9. The righteous shall the righteous also shall hold on his way, and he that hath clean hands shall be stronger and stronger. And then lastly, earnestly tell sinners about the way. You want to stay in the way? Then don't be ashamed. Be like Paul. Don't be ashamed to tell people about the gospel. Why are you so happy? Why am I so happy? How can you be so happy with all the things that are going on in the world around you, John? Oh, I'm sick to death about what I see out there. But I know my Savior has got it all worked out for the glory of His people. Amen.